The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Here they come! What the hell are you two doing? The revolution with Jim and Trav is what America is screaming for. Ah! Oh yeah! You are a part of it. One's as bad as the other. Rev it up, baby! You are the reason the outdoors is rising. Go! It's go time! And together, we're taking it mainstream. I don't believe you're seriously considering listening to these men. Welcome to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here they are. Please stand for the national anthem. Oh, we're talking conservation! America, it is so great, and remember to recycle. Ouch! Don't throw beer cans! You suck! No, you suck! You're worse than Fergie! Well, you're ugly! What a loser! Blue 42! Buddy, tie your shoe! Let's shoot a deer! Bam! Isn't that a call? Yeah, I don't wear any shoes with shoelaces, by the way. No, ever. you don't. You wear rubber boots. You nope. wear muck boots. Yep, slide-ons doesn't work. Yeah. Wow. Goes great it. with lingerie. It- <laughs> Just ask Cat Daddy. That's what Cat Daddy likes. <laughs> All right, so we are talking the fall blitz. Hip, hip boots, though. Cat Daddy, he's wear- he wears waders. Yeah. Chest-high denim waders. Yeah. All right, so we're, we're talking the fall blitz on today's show. This is so cool. We have Troy Ruiz on, one of the most awesome guys. Been in the outdoors, seems like, forever. Uh, he's with Primo's Truth About Hunting on Outdoor Channel. Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. He's going to be sticking around for a two-part interview. You. And then after him, Jimbo. Hey, we got Cat Daddy coming on talking about late fall hunting. Jimbo, are you really here? <laughs> uh, Mrs. Bunny, you're, what are you going to be talking about? Uh, we're doing a review of the cool bot. We're going to have make your own game cooler, essentially. Your own walk-in cooler. Yeah. Talking about the cool bot Pro. Yeah, you got to stick uh, around for it. Yeah, and get it. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Finally, we're going to wrap things up with Mitch Petrie. He's the vice president of programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group and the co-host Country Outdoors podcast with Mary O'Neill Phillips. He's going to be talking about the positive and and negative effects of COVID uh, and how the outdoor industry is powering through. This is going to be a great show. Absolutely, it boys. Is. All right, let's get to Tony Ruiz. Troy! <laughs> my God! Troy <laughs> Ruiz. Troy, <laughs> Troy Ruiz. Let's get to him. Yay! The Fall Blitz is on this week's Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now, let's kick off a two-part interview with Troy Ruiz, co-host of Primo's Truth About Hunting on Outdoor Channel, Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. All right, so Jimbo, who's joining us? Troy Ruiz. Troy Ruiz, <laughs> that is right. And who is he with? He's with Mossy Oak. No, he's actually with uh, Primos. I was I was with Mossy Oak for 16 years. Holy, Holy cow, cow, that is amazing. Toxie Hayes' right-hand man. Cousin and I started out, you know, when we started out doing television, none of us knew what we were doing. We thought we did, but we just kept pressing along. And, and man, when we started that, and i never forget the day we had our first show on uh, TNN Outdoors back in the day. And, 
cousin and I didn't get a chance to see it. We were actually out filming in South Dakota, and his wife watched it, and we was a nervous wreck. You know, cuz was like, the tape's going to break or something's going to happen. The commercials are not going to air, and it was it was perfect. And we were like, okay, we did it. Now what do we do? <laughs> All right, Mr. Troy Ruiz, you have to watch. He's the co-host. Primo's Truth About Hunting, awesome show, Outdoor Channel Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, so excited to have you on, Mr. Troy. You have been one of my heroes. You're, you're a legend in the outdoors. He has your picture on his wall. I actually do. I have all the guys with Primos on my wall. It's amazing. Well, you know, I, I signed a, I signed a really big deal <laughs> with the with the big head folks, and I'm going to go ahead and send y'all a couple of those. That way you can feel them and stick them wherever you want. Take them with you when you go. Dude, I would love that. Oh my God. All right. so one thing we want to get into is a lot of boys and girls, man, they're going We got new people up This is the time to get into the field, but safety is paramount, and it seems like the more time we spend in the outdoors, the more relaxed we become. Um, you know, it becomes second nature, climbing in trees, you know, climbing over fences, doing this. It's kind of like driving. Uh, but you had a terrible accident, Mr. Troy. And luckily you had your buddy Lance with you. Um, mm -hmm. but you spent, what is it like 98% of your time during hunting seasons from a tree stand? Is that correct? Yeah. And you know, it, it us deer hunters, we think we got to get in the tree to kill them. And, and it's what we do. It's getting out of that line of sight and all the good things. But, you know, in this world we live in today, and back when I fell in 2000, I thought the, the world was fast-paced as it was, but now it's even more fast-paced, and we tend to just focus on all the things that it's going to take to kill that big deer, and we forget about how important it is to be safe before we even go, and I'm talking about gun safety, tree stand safety, and now tree stand safety. is There's so many people that are involved in it, especially with the TMA, which is Tree Stand Manufacturers Association. And implementing all these special uh, products that we can all wear to keep us safe. You know, safety, to me, safety is a lot of things, but the most important safety part of tree stand hunting is not hitting the ground. And uh, I can tell you this, um, the fall seems like it takes forever, but it's the sudden stop that really gets you. And um, it's funny, when I fell, I had a buddy of mine, I fell in the first week of December, and I had a very good friend of mine, Tony Rossetti, who worked with us at Mossy Oak, and he fell uh, in the first of October, and he laid out in the woods about 14 hours before we found wow. him. He had a compound, he had a compound fracture in his leg, and actually, the day that I fell, the morning I fell, they cut his leg off in the hospital at the knee because of infection and certain no things. No way! When I hit, yeah, when I hit that ground, I heard my leg snap, and and all I could think of was Tony. And, and what he was going through and the struggles that he dealt with. And luckily I had somebody with me. Uh, had I not had anybody with me, just like any good whitetail hunter, they don't want to tell anybody where they hang in their stand. Heck, I'd probably still be laying there. Yeah. Now you were actually moving the stands. You really didn't like the position. The tree was kind of leaning against another one or another mm -hmm. tree was leaning against it. You had Cuz Strickland uh, and another gentleman coming in the next day to film a hunt. But you had two stands hanging, a higher from the cameraman and then Correct. the lower stand. And you were taking down the lower stand first. And you did some, and I thought this was interesting. I was reading the article. You're saying you always use ropes to bring things mm -hmm. up to your tree stand to lower things down, but to cut down on time, you thought, shoot, I'll save 30 seconds. I'll throw it over my shoulder. I was. But that right. I was, ultimately that was a led. Mistake. I was trying to save time and I was trying to be as quiet as I could. So I, I went up there and I grabbed the first stand and Lance was on the ground. And I said, I'm going to run up there, grab the first stand, walk it to the other tree. We were only going to move it 
30 feet to another tree. And I had that stand over my shoulder. And when I stepped off the hunter's stand, I stepped onto the, the stack on ladder. And when I did, again, I had my tennis shoes on. I didn't have boots. It was going to rain that afternoon. I just wanted to roll in there, move it, and roll out. And I had it over my my shoulder and I was climbing down and when I stepped on the ladder off the stand my foot that was on the ladder slipped Mm -hmm. and I knew I was going down there was nothing I could do so instead of just bouncing off the ladder all the way down and just tearing my legs and my groin and everything up I threw the stand because the way the stand slung me around a tree and I just threw the stand and I jumped so the good thing for me is uh, in that situation is I knew I was falling so I was prepared for the fall um, it wasn't like sitting in a tree and you're just sitting there and one of the cables pops or a strap breaks or whatever. And again, 95% of the falls happen getting in or getting out. Very few that you hear about, and there are some, but very few that you hear about are because of um, mechanical failure. It's usually climbing in and climbing out. And we have great products now to help you with that as well from from um, Hunter Safety System to get you, from the time you leave the ground to the time you get to the tree, you're you're tethered to that rope and it's a... Uh, it's the greatest tool since sliced bread, and you would think that we as tree stand deer hunters would look at the construction world and go, why didn't we think of that a long, long time ago? Yeah. Now, we're not trying to scare anyone that's thinking about going out this fall because we've got a lot of new hunters. But the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is, all the safety precautions that you normally took, you kind of avoided this particular time, and it had uh, disastrous results. It did. It shut me down for that whole year, and I, and I still suffer with it to this day. And I, I'll be honest with you, I got a... Uh, a dear friend of mine, Jim Wenjum, who owns Kenetrek Boots, and, and he built a pair of boots. Uh, I still suffer. My ankle swells because I didn't listen. Uh, when I broke everything, I kept hunting. I kept filming. <laughs> I kept hunting. I actually filmed Mr. Fox, Toxie's daddy, one day. He came into my office. Everybody was at the SHOT Show uh, that year, which I, I fell in December, and the SHOT Show was in January, and I was sitting there editing. And Mr. Fox had been sick for a while. He had some vertigo issues, and he came into my office he snuck his head in the door. He said, hey, what you doing? I said, I'm working. He said, I'm thinking about going hunting this evening. I said, by yourself? He said, well, I was just coming to tell you where I was going because in case something happened, you didn't know where I was. I said, well, Mr. Fox, I said, I called him Papa Fox because he was like my grandpa. I said, you ain't going by yourself. I said, I'll go with you. And he looked at me and goes, well, hell, T-Roy, you got a broke leg and I got vertigo. How are we going to go hunting together? We're going to get lost and can't walk out. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so we wound up going, and he killed one heck of a nine-point. We had put a shooting house on the ground for him, and we just drove. I drove the four-wheeler right to it. We unloaded everything. He went and parked it, and we, we had the, the greatest of times. And then it was time to go get that deer and load him on a four-wheeler. And that was – I wish I could have videoed that because that – I, I probably wouldn't be working right now. It was so funny to watch me and him trying to load that deer on the back of that four wheel. It reminds you of that movie, Hear No Evil, See No Evil. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, Mr. Troy Ruiz, he is the co-host. Primo's Truth About Hunting. Have to watch it. Fantastic show. Outdoor channel. All new episodes. Sundays, 1030 p.m. Eastern time. Plus, you can pick up previous seasons and episodes with my outdoor TV app. Now, when you fell, um, you blacked out after you hit the ground. But what did you break? I broke my foot, my ankle, my heel, and then the bone. And in, in I, I didn't break it in half. It split right down the middle from from about six inches below my knee all the way down to my ankle. Oh my god! It's almost like a spiral crack, which is very very exactly, difficult to heal. Exactly. And and I asked the doctor after it all happened because I landed on my left leg, and I said, "Man, if I'd have landed on both legs, it probably wouldn't have been as bad, right?" He said, "No, you'd have broke both of them." <laughs> 
There's some encouragement. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Exactly. All right, so uh, coming up to a break, Mr. Troy, to learn more about you, Primos, everything you guys have going on, uh, where can we find you guys online? You can find us at primos.com. You can also find us on our YouTube channel. And we've just like everybody, we're everywhere. Facebook, we're doing it all. And, and still in the, in the realm here at Primos, our biggest thing is, is educating and entertaining. That's what we love to do. Or Troy Ruiz, right after this. Exactly. And this has been presented by Outdoor Channel Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. We'll return right after the break. Stay right there. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these messages. I'm Stephen Ranella. To me, hunting isn't only about the pursuit of an animal. It's about who we are and what we're made of. Just when I thought there's no way they'd be up here, there they were. I think I went through every single emotion I have in my body. <laughs> that was hard. This has been an adventure. It's that pull of wanting to be blown away that keeps me traveling to wild places, always looking to what's next. New episodes of Meat Eater, Mondays at 8 Eastern on Outdoor Channel. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav and the Fall Blitz. Now, let's get back to Troy Ruiz, co-host of Primo's Truth About Hunting on Outdoor Channel, Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking the fall blitz, and we should be talking about the fall fall because uh, exactly. in the first first part of uh, of the interview, you, and if you didn't listen to it, you're coming in on the second part. Go to our website, jimandtrav.com, and you'll be able to hear old Troy Ruiz, who is the co-host of Primo's Truth About Hunting, tell about his fall from a tree stand in the year 2000. That's right. Fell about- I got a question. I got a question real quick. I have a questionable guys, answer. I'm going to be the interviewer here. How much coffee did y'all drink before you called me? <laughs> Quite a bit. Uh, all right. So get all new episodes Outdoor Channel Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. It's those coffee enemas. They really get Jimbo going. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, right that, over man, the you got it going on both ends. That's, you know, <laughs> and it meets in the middle, and there you go. Um, now, let's move on to calling. You're like the calling whisperer when it comes to deer. Uh, and obviously, primos speak the language. One thing, it, it's key, and you have touched on this so many times before, Mr. Troy, is the best position for calling deer. A lot of people don't think about that because any critter, they are savvy. And what they want to do is they always want to get behind that noise, you know, mm-hmm. that element of surprise. And that's one thing a lot of guys and gals don't think about when they're going to start calling is that animal is always going to try to get behind you. So you try to position yourself so you don't have that problem. That's exactly right. A lot of people don't pay attention. And and, and I learned this a long time ago, uh, went to Africa. And you would think that a lion being the ultimate predator would just run on in and do what he has to do. But the last thing they want to do is get hurt. And they will trust their eyes 50% of the time. They will trust their ears 50% of the time. But they will trust their nose 100% of the time. And whitetails are the same way. Although they're not the ultimate predator, no buck, whether he's the maturest, the biggest, toughest buck in that woodlot you're hunting in or the smallest one, is just going to run in there and look at the situation and just check it out. 
Um, he's going to want to circle downwind. He's going to check it out with his nose, and he's going to make sure everything's right. Then he'll move on in where he can see everything, hear everything, and and do his thing. And and setting up your location that you set up to call is key. Um, we're blessed down here in the south to have a ton of water, and we use water a lot. We use the rivers, we use creeks, we use streams, we use ponds. That's just big, wide yard. open fields. And and the key is you you want to get in a situation where that deer has to come look for your location and look at where you're at and you want him to come to you because majority of times and that's why a lot of people here in the south really don't think calling deer works because they say well i try it and i try it and i just don't never see nothing i said well no you're probably not going to see them because they're smelling you before you ever see them and, and that's the key is beating their nose you can beat their eyes and you can beat their ears but you'll never ever ever uh, fool that nose when it comes to calling. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of products there to give you that that advantage or that opportunity to hold that deer up for 10 seconds, 5 seconds more. Or when he smells you, he just doesn't freak out. But when he's coming into that scenario, and if you make it as realistic as you possibly can, he's going to do everything he can. When I say realistic, I'm talking about if you want to sound like two bucks fighting over a doe, you get those two bucks in a fight. One of them grunts, snort, wheezes at the other one. After he whoops his butt, he runs him off. And the next sound is, a, you know, you got the can going, and he bucks. Now he's chasing that doe, and you, you're grunting, and you're canning, and you're grunting, and you're canning. And you want to keep it as realistic as you can. I mean, think about it. Let's say you get home this afternoon, you pull up in your driveway, your wife, girlfriend or whatever, you know, she's standing on the front porch. She goes, hey, how you doing? And you just get out the car. You go, hey, how you doing? How was your day? But you get out the car in the driveway and she's in the backyard hollering at you, screaming that you, <laughs> and she needs you in a hurry. What are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to run in there and check it out. It's the same thing, same thing with deer. So make it as realistic as possible. And I tell everybody, don't be afraid to call. What is it best to call during the rut? Well, sure, that's the best time. That's when bucks are dumb as a stump um, because, <laughs> because they're thinking the wrong thing. But deer vocalize year-round. So I'll look at it this way. If you have a state that allows you to hunt when deer are still in velvet, calling isn't that great at that time of the year because they're on their summer patterns. But the second they lose that velvet, they turn into a different critter. And it doesn't hurt to do some calling early in the season, mid-season, pre-rut, post-rut, all the way into the late season. It can be effective. If you're making deer sounds in the deer woods, who's it going to hurt? Yeah, that's right. You know, the the call that I like the best is the fawn bleat because mm-hmm. they're such herd animals. You know, if, if it sounds like it might be wounded or, or lost or whatever, you're going to call in deer from everywhere because Absolutely. they're going to take care of one another. Uh, and, and that's why I like the bleat the best of all of them. Well, think about it. If you're bleating at a doe, uh, and you're trying to get her to come in and your old mature doe comes running in just to check the situation out and who's following her but Jojo. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to try because you're not going to spook them. They're inquisitive animals. And, and, and we got to remember this. They live where you're hunting 365 days a year. We're just visiting. So we already got one strike against us and we've got to do everything we can to put every advantage in our game plan to be able to not spook them. Calling them in, that's what people, a lot of people ask me all the time about, especially turkeys. Do you think turkeys can get call shy? No. If you're making turkey sounds, and some people say, well, maybe I called too much. Maybe. But <laughs> if you're making turkey sounds and turkey is answering you, you're not spooking him. Now, if you call up a turkey and spook him, sure, 
He's going to figure that out, and that's going to be a little bit weary about next time. But truly, my honest opinion on call-shy turkeys are turkeys that people call up and spook them and or just play with them and then let them know that, hey, the, the gig was up, I had you. But if you just call up turkeys and they don't come in, people always say, man, I don't know if I ought to hunt him tomorrow or go, go try to grunt this deer in this morning. I grunted him up, and he came to the edge of the field and just stood there and looked. Well, if he comes to the edge of the field and you don't have a decoy out there or there's He's looking past you 200 yards through a clear cut, and he can't see another deer. He's not going to come. But if you're at the edge of a thicket or you got some water behind you or you got a drop off or just something where he has to come look. One of my favorite hunts I've ever had in years was me and Brad one time, and we were on the edge of a bluff in Illinois. And this one buck, we caught him across the cornfield, and he came all the way across the cornfield, and he had to come look because he knew that it dropped off there. And when I say dropped off, it was a very, very steep drop off down to the river bottom. And he came all the way in and stood on the edge of that cliff, that, that drop off, and just and just like a person, just walked up to it and looked down and trying to see what was down there in that bottom that Brad killed him. Holy cow. Wow. Now, going back to the calling, you know, as you were saying, these animals, they're just not one-dimensional, you know. There is inflection. There's different things that they're saying and understanding that. So, like, you're talking about a bleak can, grunt call, and you have rattling horns. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys have videos and tutorials and all sorts of stuff. How to use these properly in succession? Like, where do I go to from here if I'm not getting any results, changing it up, you know, trying to pique their interest to bring them in? It really is, as you guys say, speak the language. You've got to understand the tools, what tools are necessary, but more importantly, how and when to use them to get the desired results, correct? That's exactly right. You could go out there and just bang a bunch of horns together and get extremely lucky and <laughs> yeah. have one come in. Don't get me wrong. But understanding the place you're hunting, knowing the habits of that creature that, that you're hunting and his travel routes and knowing where he's at and knowing where you're going to make him come to is is all key. You take, for instance, what we do with elk and and. You know, a lot of people look at what we do elk hunting and they think you make it look so easy. But we we did something this year that was uh, Slade and I, and y'all are going to talk to him uh, next week. But Slade and I did a deal where we invited Jimmy to come on a bow hunt. Mm. Well, Jimmy's never Jimmy's never killed an elk with a bow. Now he's watched us do it for years, and he's killed a ton of them with a rifle, but he's never been. And in Jimmy's eyes, he always thought what we did was easy. Well, we spent eight days with Jimmy, and at the end of eight days, he did finally kill a bull. But he has a whole new respect of what we do and how we do it and how many years we've taken to get to this point and understanding an elk and knowing what they're doing and being in the right place at the right time and having your caller a hundred yards back and making him the point of, you know, where that bull's trying to go. And when he runs up on you a hundred yards closer and he sees you draw your bow, he just stands there and goes, what's that? And it, it's incredible to listen and, and watch Jimmy on this show. And it's the same thing with deer. Um, I've had people that have tried it and tried it and tried it and tried it, and you give them a little bit of advice and say, man, think about it. Think about a deer that's fighting another deer. You know, they square each other off. Some people's never seen that. But now with today's world of YouTube and everything we got, everybody's seen everything. I remember the very first time I ever saw a deer make a scrape, I thought I was going to pee in my pants. He peed on the ground. And you can't wait to tell everybody because here in the South, I'll be honest with you, you never saw that. And, and you know, you came hunting the next day and there were scrapes everywhere and, and everybody thinks, well, those deer just do it at night. Yeah. Well, no, they, they do it all the time. But anyway, to make, make my point is, is to know that you're trying to recreate that scenario because you're trying to make a picture in his mind of thinking, 
I'm missing the party over there. I have got to go check this out. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there, Troy. We've been talking with Troy Ruiz, and of course, he's the co-host of Primo's Truth About Hunting. That's right. Watch all new episodes on Outdoor Channel Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, one of the best shows out there. And you can always pick up previous seasons and episodes with the My Outdoor TV app. But this has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Again, Mr. Troy, all things Primo's. Uh, Primo's Truth About Hunting, everything you guys have going on, where can we find you online, sir? At Primo's.com. You can find us on there, Facebook, all, all the outlets that are out there. we got a little bit going on just like everybody else, but our, our motto here is entertain and educate. That's what we love to do. You bet. Hey, coming up next is old Cat Daddy, and you got to find out what he's doing this week. That's right. Mr. Troy, you're so awesome. We love you. God bless you, buddy. Same to you, brother. Y'all have a blessed week. We're one with nature and killing deer. Savvy Outdoorsman, baby! I, I, I do hope somebody follows that gentleman out and stages an intervention. We ain't supposed to have livestock in this neighborhood, yet you married a sea cow. You suck! This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We kind of like to be stalked. So go ahead and follow us. Instagram, Twitter. Twitter it, Twitter it. Facebook. And at JimandTraff.com. The boys will return in a few moments. Zach and Carson Wentz are back in action with a new season of Wentz Brothers Outdoors. Join their adventures in the field from the back 40 to the back country. In the pursuit of fur and feather to fill the freezer. Where family, friendship, and faith all flourish in the great outdoors. Wentz Brothers Outdoors, an Outdoor Channel Plus digital original. Every Tuesday at WentzOutdoors.com. Presented by Yukonuba. Come see the Yamaha XTR line of ATV and side-by-side vehicles designed for conquering extreme terrain at YamahaOutdoors.com today. Proven off-road features include factory-installed worn winch, special edition paint with color-matched wheels, and aggressive terrain tires. The Yamaha XTR line. Realize your adventure today at YamahaOutdoors.com. ATVs are recommended only for use by those age 16 years and older. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. See your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and the product warning labels before operation. The revolution with Jim and Travis back. Now here's our very own captain of the SS Tuna Tub, Cat Daddy. I'll never go fishing again. This is the end, my friend. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here's Jim and Trav. Hey, we're back. We're talking the fall blitz on this week's show. And if you're going to blitz anything, you got to blitz catfish. And that's who our next guest is. Yeah, he always hangs out with Troy Ruiz. He was uh, for Primo. Yeah. They have some catfish calls. <laughs> uh, he was before the break. <laughs> Mr. Cat Daddy, you old crappie master. We got to whisper that. How's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going good. Going good, man. I tell you what, we, uh, we've been going out trying to get the old freezer stocked up for, you know, this coming year. We're trying to get all the crappie and all the crappie guts and heads, you know, we cut the heads off of them, put them in a bag and get everything situated up, boys. I think it's going to be a really good year for fishing coming up, a real good year. Do you think that you're going to have a lot of ice because you're not known as an ice fisherman? Well, 
not at all. You know, I don't walk on ice. Now, I might walk on water occasionally sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Shallow water. I don't walk water. on the ice, man. I was out there once and had a big crack go right between my legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it made me stop right there dead in my tracks. <laughs> God, he doesn't know he naturally has a crack between his legs. But <laughs> <laughs> Now, this might be a silly question, Mr. Cat Daddy. Um, yes, when it comes to guts... Okay, you have like shad guts. I mean, crappie guts, yeah, crappie guts chicken that. guts. But are crappie guts better than shad guts, or does it really not matter? Because I think when you're going crappie, it's kind of like a two for one special there. I mean, crappie are fantastic for eating, great table oh, fare. Yeah. And then you you get to use the guts for bait, so that's kind of like a double whammy there. But when it comes to actually using it for bait and success, do some guts perform better than others, or not really? Well, you know, I'll tell you what, man, uh, crappie guts is a really good second. Uh, you cannot beat it. I, I don't care where you go or who you are. If they tell you anything else, they're full of bull malarkey. Uh, daggone fresh crappie gut, you, you just cannot beat it, number one. You know, it's, it's got a really bloody scent to it. It's nice and, you know, soft for the fish, and plus it's got that eyeball on there you can run your gut on. You put that eyeball on there, that nut on on the very last tip of your hook, holds that bait on real good. Now, are you talking about the gizzard? Yeah, the shad gizzard itself, yeah. It, yeah, is what you call the eyeball. Well, they got a little knot on the end of it, on the gizzard knot. I yeah. call it the eyeball. Yeah, uh, okay. It's the eyeball but, to the soul. But I was going to bring up the fact that when we used to go ice fishing, you know, you'd catch that first fish maybe on a mousey, which is nothing more than a maggot. And uh, uh, and then after that, you always use the eyes of the last fish you caught. And I got to tell you, that was just the eye itself on those little small hooks. Man, that was great for catching fish. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's crazy how some things, you know, is is uh, fantastic out there for fishing. And then some other things, you know, you can catch them, but, yeah, it's not quite like, like the best thing you could use. A fresh crappie gut, yeah, of course. But a shag gut, man, you cannot beat that at all. I mean, they're good for early spring, late summer. Uh, uh, fall time. They're just an all year round bait. Mm-hmm. Now, the past couple of days, we've had, I mean, gale force winds, and I don't even know what that is, but I, I just, saw the Edmund Fitzgerald go by. I just know Jimbo was out, <laughs> you know, like recreating the Marilyn Monroe scene with the dress on. You know, he looks so handsome out oh, there. Oh, you gotta see um, my knees. But it has been terribly windy, Mr. Cat Daddy. It like sustained 40 mile an hour winds, gusting up to 60. That's really not good for fishing, is it? Well, I tell you what, you uh, you got some big cojones, brother. If you're out there on a big lake and got them seven foot waves banging around, you must really like to fish. <laughs> now, you know, those boys there, you know, I, I don't know. I can't tell you too much about them except they're crazy. You couldn't catch me out there on a day like yesterday for nothing, man. Believe me. The wind getting out like that? Nah, that ain't, that ain't very good when you got 40 mile an hour gale, gale force winds all row. Now, there are a few spots out on certain different lakes that you can go on a windy day, 20 to 30 mile an hour wind, but it has to be out of the south. Mm. And you can sit there on the bank and just knock the socks right off them fish. Yeah, well, of course, you're prote- if you're on the south side of that lake and you get a south wind, you have a protection there that you don't have when you're on the north side. You got those uh, seven-footers and surfers. Uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but when the wind's blowing like it, I don't know whether it's shoving all the the 
bait up to the banks up in that area up in there on on Pomona Lake. That's where we usually go when it's like that. I mean, man, we could sit there and, and I mean, just hammer catfish. You know, nothing great big, you know, seven, eight, ten pounds maybe. But boy, you talk about good eating and you can catch them all day long. Yeah, you hook them in the mouth. Yeah, that's right. Winds out of the south, hook them in the mouth. Uh, winds out of the east, you hook them the least. Winds out of the west, fishing's the best. Winds out of the north, just stay the hell home. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't ever go off the couch. <laughs> that is amazing. But you've always said, you know, fish them wind-laden banks is what you got to do. Um, and that's, you, you always hear, and it's terribly sad, every year there's a lot of incidents. Usually happens with waterfowlers or something. You know, they're out there, wind picks up, the boat gets overturned. I mean, it's a bad situation. Oh, yeah, man, the water's cold. Shoot, you got to yeah. you know, be really careful out there, you know. Uh, always wear your uh, life vest, you know, just be prepared, be prepared. Uh, but even if you have your PFD on you, I mean, the water temp, you get chilled. Hypothermia is a big cause for concern. And you have seven foot waves. I don't care if you have a PFD. Staying afloat and not drowning and choking is going to be tough. But yeah, it's going to be a hard thing. That, that's for sure. It's not worth it. Stay on the bank or stay home. There is no fishing just trip. Go to the store and get you some fish sticks. Yep. Exactly. Mrs. Paul. That just sit there and text Cat Daddy. Like, who the hell's been texting Cat Daddy a thousand times during the interview? <laughs> you know, people are booking trips because they're excited about crappie. Isn't that right? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Cat Daddy, you have been out crappie fishing. You know, next week we're reviewing uh, that all new crappie rod. The Slab Hunter made slab. by Pole Tap and yeah, Smart Rod. Slab Hunter. And you've been out slaying the crappie, haven't you? Man, we've been out doing pretty good, you know, pretty good. The bite could have been better, but, man, the, uh, these guys just done it again, you know. Uh, tackle Box come out with that electronic bite alert, slab hunter crappie rod, 10-foot long, two-piece, stainless steel eyes. And, man, they got an app that's just, you know, far, far exceeds everything I've ever seen. Yeah, you could order a hunter. double cheeseburger on it. Order a double cheeseburger. I heard you can even book a trip with Cat Daddy through this app. And how do you do that? Cat Daddy, how do we book a trip with you, buddy? Well, all you gotta do is go to www.catdaddyguideservices.com Yeah, and if you'd like to write old Cat Daddy and give him a review on this rod, uh, send him an email at catdaddy underscore one at msn.com. That's right. The Cat Master uses a a slab hunter rod. Uh, coming up next, <laughs> we have a Mrs. Bunny buyer bus. She's going to be talking about the all new Coolbot Pro Digital she Temperature gonna, she gonna talk Controller. About Cat Daddy? She always talks about Cat Daddy all the time. Oh, she loves this man, <laughs> Mr. Cat Daddy. Oh, by the way, I do have to say this has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road <laughs> ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Uh, check them out online at YamahaMotorsports.com. Mr. Cat Daddy, you're so awesome. God bless you, buddy. Hey, there ain't nothing better than the Revolution Boys with Jim and Trav. Here's Mrs. Bunny with some Bass Basics. Bass Basics. When it comes to food, largemouth bass are called bucket mouths for a reason. They will eat a wide variety of prey, but the top three choices would have to be baitfish, crawfish, and frogs. Due to the size of their carnivorous mouths, bass can eat prey up to half the size of their body length in some cases. The great thing about largemouth bass is that you can catch them on a wide variety of lures, from topwater to plastics and minnow baits to live baits. The Revolution with Jim and Trav, the first choice for outdoor radio. Connect now at JimandTrav.com and get the inside edge on all things outdoors with archive shows, Fire Bust, Jim's Blog, Trav's Take, Mrs. Bunny, and a whole lot more. JimandTrav.com. Stay tuned. The Revolution will be right back. 
It's time for Santa's Wonderland at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Enjoy the magic of Christmas and continue the tradition in a safe and responsible way. Meet Santa and get a free photo through a contactless visit that keeps everyone safe. Advanced reservations are required and spots are limited. So book yours today at BassPro.com Santa. Enjoy the magic of Christmas this year at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air and always online at netjimandtrav.com. Now it's time for Buy or Bust, honest gear reviews to help you make smarter purchases. Brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com. It's time for Buyer Bus, brought to you by Cabela's and Bass Pro Shops. Time to build a freezer. That's right, boys. Oh. All right, so us hunters, us boys and girls, unless you're really cool and just kind of an <laughs> like Gordon Ramsay, you don't have a walk-in freezer, do you? No. I don't have one. Bunny, do you have a walk-in freezer? No, and, and here's she the, hides all the bodies. This is the problem, is that I tried to buy a chest freezer earlier this year. You and Because can't. of COVID, like... You have to sell your left kidney to get a freezer. Like, I'm oh, talking yeah. black market style. Like, you can't buy a chest freezer anywhere. It is hard to find a freezer of any kind, walk-in or otherwise. I put Jimbo up on eBay. I was like, five bucks or OBO. Yeah. I still haven't gotten anything. I was like, I will handle the shipping. But if I Don't worry. If I would have had a cooler, though. Maybe If you so. would have had a cooler, I could have put you in it. Um, so what the neat thing is, is you can actually build your own freezer. And I'm not going to really say a freezer. It's really not for freezing though. It is for keeping your, like if you want to meat, you want to dry age it, if you will. Um, and you, if you keep it at that, that certain temperature and humidity, you know, low thirties, that meat going to last a long time. Right. Uh, so you can go in there and you can frame up some walls and you can insulate it and you could put, you know, certain types of barriers up that really hold that cool in. But the neat thing is, is CoolBot. And it's a pro digital temperature controller. And it actually hooks up to like a window unit, doesn't it, Bunny? Right, like a window air conditioning unit. So here's the deal. I think for hunters, uh, most people understand the value of hanging your animal, letting that rigor mortis set in, you know, kind of going all the way through that phase. That way your meat then again relaxes and you can drain all that extra blood out and you get the extra, you get the better flavor because it lasts longer but like you were saying you most people don't have a place to hang an animal safely temperature wise long enough to let extended amounts of aging go so this unit allows you to take a window air conditioning unit and you hook up you can buy at walmart right and you can hook up this small adapter to it and it automatically controls the temperature so you can take a cargo trailer you can take a little room in your garage and just like make a small room and convert it and insulate it with plywood and stuff and you can put this in there you can put this about anywhere and you essentially make yourself a walk-in cooler that you can control the temperature down to i mean i 34 degrees 34 degrees i mean we're talking this is nearly a freezer 
here at 34 degrees, guys, but you can control it clear down to there. Beyond hanging stuff, I mean, you all of a sudden have a place that, that you can make a root cellar out of this. You can make, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you could use a cooler like this. And so for a hunter's purpose, this, this is a great way to go in and hang your animals after the harvest. Well, the neat thing about the cool bot, it has an app. And so what you could do there, it's Wi-Fi capable. And so let's say you want to check on it. You're running errands at the store uh, and you're worried about your homemade freezer. Yeah. Um, you can actually adjust that temperature up and down all sorts of things from your app. You don't even have to be there. So yeah. let's say you don't have this. You have a building somewhere at your hunting camp uh, and that's where your meat is being stored. You can still monitor your meat and a little know. shut out back or something. Exactly. Yeah. You don't actually have to walk out there because as soon as you open that door, you're starting to defeat the purpose. You know, the, the more you can keep it locked up, the better. Well, I will also say that, you know, how many times do we see uh, people heading west going out elk hunting? You're going to camp. And how many of these guys have a big chest freezer or several coolers on their trailer? That way they can bring their, their things home. If you have a small cargo trailer, you can essentially turn your cargo trailer into a cooler on wheels and take your trailer to camp and have a place to hang or put your animals in there, there and back, and you'll have a way to, uh, you don't have to break them down. You know, you can let them hang that way and your trailer is then essentially just a, a glorified cooler. That's right. All right. We say what? Bye. 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 Go to Cabela's.com and BassPro.com. We got to get to a break. Uh, Jimbo, who we got coming up next? Uh, Mitch Petrie. Exactly. He's the vice president of programming for Outdoor Sports Group and co-host Country Outdoors Podcast with Mary O'Neill Phillips. He is coming up next, Mrs. Bunny. Thanks for sticking around. You betcha, boys. We'll return right after this. Up next is Mitch Petrie, Vice President of Programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group. Stick around, y'all. Are you wondering what to do with your leftover game meat? Turn it into delicious snacks. At High Mountain Seasonings, we have 25 jerky making kits, 14 snack and stick kits, and 20 sausage making kits. That means we have something for everybody. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. My Outdoor TV is now available on all your favorite devices. With the best hunting, fishing, and shooting shows ever made, it's the ultimate streaming service for real-life outdoor adventures. My Outdoor TV is packed with over 10,000 exclusive episodes, powered by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. The leaders in outdoor entertainment. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Start your free trial today. My Outdoor TV. Now, everywhere. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is complete. Completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. 
Thanks for tuning into the Revolution with Jim and Trav. Talking the Fall Blitz this week. Now let's give it up for Mr. Mitch Petrie, Vice President of Programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Here are the boys. We're back. We're talking the fall blitz on this week's show. Before the break, we had Fire Bust. What a great product we talked about. Our next guest, man, he owns Outdoor Channel. He is the MVP. That is Mitch Petrie. He is the vice president, and you salute when you say that, of programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group. Plus, he is the co-host, Country Outdoors Podcast, alongside Mary O'Neill Phillips. Mr. Mitch, how's it going, buddy? Going great. Thank you. It's always nice to be back. But let's please clarify, I do not own the Outdoor <laughs> Channel. I am just a satisfied employee, dedicated, working, you know, around the clock <laughs> yeah. uh, to support our owner. Largest shareholder. Well, I heard that he, <laughs> he hired Jim Livator. Now, it, it's been crazy, you know, with COVID, the elections, nothing has went right this year, okay? <laughs> and I think we need to have a recount of life is what we need. Um, but in certain aspects, Mitch, COVID has really prompted, has increased outdoor participation. But in other aspects, it's made things very difficult. That's absolutely true. You know, I think... It's true across the board for any industry. You know, I've worked with the country music industry, work with the outdoor television community, and, and it just again, across the board, disruption is the new norm. Everything is disrupted. People's lives are disrupted. We're, you know, we have to, uh, quarantine and, uh, pandemic style, have to wear a mask, have to do all these different things. And the disruption to this outdoor television industry has been significant. I mean, imagine all the producers who travel to Canada. You know, Canada being closed was a, a, a significant impact on the production schedules of most of our producers. So you're going to see uh, a lot less content coming out this next year from Canada because our producers obviously couldn't get there. Uh, another interesting impact for our producers was that any hunter who had been planning to hunt overseas, whether it was Africa, New Zealand, Asia, wherever, obviously uh, travel had had stopped. So those hunts had been canceled, and a lot of those folks ended up hooking up with outfitters in the U.S. where they could travel. So not only were our producers hurting because they couldn't get to Canada, we had many producers who struggled to get on really good hunts this fall to bring entertaining quality. And I'll tell you, they endured because our producers are extremely resilient and creative. And if you follow any of the social media of the Driven Hunters and Lee and Tiffany, uh, Randy Birdsong and Nate Hosey, oh my gosh, those guys have shot more giant deer across the country this year than I think any year. So, uh, you know, they're making do with what they have, but market is disrupted and people are being forced to be creative to make sure that we have great content for our viewers. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Mitch Petrie. He's the vice president of programming for Outdoor Sportsman's Group. Plus, he is the co-host Country Outdoors podcast alongside Mary O'Neill Phillips. Mr. Mitch, to learn more about you, Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, My Outdoor TV, and Country Outdoors podcast. Where can we find you online, buddy? You always ask me that question, and it's like I, I always forget you're going to ask that. I'm prepared today <laughs> because we have a new website. It's called OutdoorChannelPlus.com. We have so much content across all of our brands that we're delivering on a daily basis. It's almost overwhelming 
overwhelming, but if you go to OutdoorChannelPlus.com, you're going to get the best of the best, and it's going to point you to all our other assets. So check it out, OutdoorChannelPlus.com. All right, this has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Got to get to a break. Mr. Mitch, you're so awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks for having me. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. You have to listen closely. Connect with the boys on social media and always at JimandTrav.com. I tried to do it fast so it wouldn't hurt. Stick around. The Revolution will continue right after these messages. Introducing the new Yamaha XTR line of ATV and side-by-side vehicles, specifically designed for conquering extreme terrain. Now available at YamahaOutdoors.com. All XTR models are adventure-ready and come standard with exclusive off-road features like a factory-installed worn wench, special edition paint with color-matched wheels, and aggressive terrain tires. These special edition models include the Grizzly XTR, the Wolverine X2 XTR, the Wolverine X4 XTR, and the YXZ 1000R SS XTR. Plus, the entire XTR line features Yamaha's reputation for durability and reliability and are assembled in the USA. See the new XTR line today at YamahaOutdoors.com. The Yamaha XTR line, designed and built for unmatched proven off-road capability so you can realize your adventure. ATVs are recommended only for use by those age 16 years and older. Yamaha recommends an approved training course. See your dealer or call 1-800-887-2887. ATVs can be hazardous to operate. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and the product warning labels before operation. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak. I do have new shorts. <laughs> well, I got Hollywood legs. But- I, I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the outdoors. Great show, everyone. We just gotta get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are you still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, this was a great show this week. Talking about the fall blitz. Of course, we had Tony Ruiz. No, Troy. Ruiz. <laughs> and then Cat Daddy. Oh, wow. Uh, great information. <laughs> and then finally, the ever lovely Mitch Petrie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had all those people on. It yes. was amazing. Uh, Mrs. Bunny, last word. Uh, JimandTrav.com. Go there. Check out the show this week's, last week's, every week before that. <laughs> a lot. There's a lot of This them. is going so well. Archive. No. All right. So uh, I say get outdoors this weekend. Take some kiddos with you. Uh, let's quit talking politics because it's getting old. I think we can all agree <laughs> with that one. So am I. Uh, in Hammer Home Firearm Safety, that is essential, boys and girls. We love you so much. Peace out. God bless the USA and you for listening. We love you. Bye. Thank you. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 